Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. Um, interesting week this week because it's just Callie and I in studio. I know that we had released um, our upcoming guest list, but Mother Nature and the weather did not play well with us uh, to get Forrest Turner on this week. But right. don't worry. Um, we're going to do a double up episode next week. Uh, Forrest Turner will be with us at about 3 p.m. Um, we'll be doing that on Facebook Live with him. Uh, then we'll wrap up and get everything kind of edited up. And then at 6 p.m., we'll have the Southern Indiana Ghost Hunters on with us here in studio. And we'll Facebook Live that one as well um, as we kind of talk to them about the documentary Demon House and then look at their investigations for 2019. So, Callie, snowpocalypse? <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's hit us. Um, but how was, how, how was your week since the last time we've been on here talking with uh, – uh, last time we were with um, Joe Ammerman, Joe and Kim Ammerman. So, how's the week been? Well, it's not been too bad. Um, it's, I mean, obviously the snow and stuff hit, so we've kind of been um, the boys and I at least have been kind of in, stuck inside for a couple days, but it's not been too bad. Yeah, before we get into a whole lot here, I do want to jump in and talk about our sponsors, and I'll uh, play those sp- spots right now. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Not only is he a multi-line agent that can keep all of your insurance in one place, he is also a dedicated individual who is customer service focused and always puts the customer's best interest first. His mission is to provide each and every customer with a simple process that is easy to understand and to ensure you and your family are properly covered if and when the unexpected occurs. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is my family's insurance agent and should be yours too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he will be happy to take care of any of your insurance needs. Contact information for Tommy. You can contact him at 812-372-4483 at extension 2447. And remember to tell him that APR Podcast sent you. Looking for a new tattoo? Looking for a professional piercer to add to your body art? There's no reason to drive to Indy or Louisville. Just visit Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor in Crothersville, Indiana. Beauty from Ashes is located just past the Dollar General on Highway 31. Stop in and check out the amazing work done by all four artists at the shop. Each artist has a unique and personal style, but all do amazing work. The shop is family friendly, so don't hesitate to bring your kids or loved ones with you when you stop by to get some ink. Check out all the artists' work on their Facebook page and book an appointment today with either Kyle, Martha, Billy, or Lily. You won't be disappointed. Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor, Crothersville, Indiana. 
All right. And I do want to say, you know, a huge shout out and thank you to all of our sponsors that uh, help us do what we do uh, each and every week here. And uh, if you are interested in sponsoring Married with Children, the podcast, uh, reach out to us at marriedwithchildrenshow at gmail.com. Um, we can get back with you so, with some of the packages and things we use uh, for sponsorship. So, before we kind of get into other topics, guys, let's do talk about the snow because we've yeah. kind of had two interesting weekends in the sense that um, yeah. last weekend they really, I think, talked up how bad the snow was going to be right. for us, um, the ice and snow and the whole deal. And then for us here, um, we only got about two inches last weekend and it was kind of a major letdown for what yeah. they talked up because it kind of went north. And then this weekend, I felt like I kept talking it was going to be bad north, north, north. And then by the time Saturday and it kind of settled in, it had kind of moved down south and it hit us pretty hard. Yeah, I think, I mean, I know we didn't get it as bad as like Columbus and some of the people that were north, but I think it did come further, must have come further south than what they thought, I guess. But I mean, I mean, the wind was blowing and I mean, it was definitely the snow was and ice so well i can tell you we drove home um matt staples and i drove home from um the brownstown speedway banquet on saturday night yeah so we drove from brownstown to crothersville and and then he went from crothersville to north vernon so i can't speak on that part of the drive but on his and i's part of the drive um it's the worst i've ever seen i mean it was literally and matt was telling me like hey you know help me out here i don't know 250 as well and I mean, really? there's moments where I'm like, I think it's coming up here. But there were there were times that between the snow and the blowing, you had zero visibility. Wow. And uh, so it was a tense ride home. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was very, very glad to get home Saturday night because yeah. it was it was pretty nasty out there. Yeah. I mean, it was you could definitely tell, you know, it started to shift about, I mean, not quite late. I mean, a little bit later after it got dark uh you know because we were we were out and we came i mean by the time the car was sitting out and it was obviously had snow and stuff that was probably about eight o'clock i mean it and it had already started to come in so yeah and i uh i sunday morning got out and drove around a little bit just to see what the roads were like and they were they were i mean still snow covered and pretty bad i mean obviously the plows were out and doing their thing but um I was shocked this morning because uh this morning i got up and, and had to run to greenwood and pick some stuff up and I was amazed at how bad the roads still were, especially after the hard freeze that hit last night. Right. Um, lots of them still really snow covered and um, ice. I mean, so, yeah. you know, pretty, pretty slick out there. So hopefully everybody's staying safe and being careful and obviously extremely, extremely frigid and cold today. Which, I mean, for a lot of schools, obviously, we were both of our schools were closed um, today. And uh, so, I mean, it was probably a good thing because I think we probably would have been closed <laughs> either way. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Now, yesterday, big day in football, and football is yeah. kind of a big thing in our house, obviously. Um, my favorite sport. Um, and, you know, we kind of, uh, with the snow and the, the temperatures and everything, you and I kind of locked in yesterday at about 3 o'clock, and obviously we didn't have Forrest Turner coming on. Um, and right. So we kind of locked in and just watched football from about 3 until 10-something last night, whenever the... Well, I mean, with two overtime games, they were later. Yeah, and the first time in NFL history that they've had two overtime playoff games on the same day. 
Um, and this is great. I'm watching you with uh, our this son, is awful. Alex, who is uh, learning how to crawl out of his uh, little seat that you have there for him. Um, and We're starting to not be able to contain him. Yeah, he's uh, he's headed for the cars now. So, uh, But anyway, so first game, Rams and Saints. Um, I took the Rams in this game. Uh, I thought the Saints had been good all year, but uh, I thought the Rams, after watching um, the game with the Chicago Bears, and again, I, I, that's some people out there will probably say that's not a great example because the Bears, you know, shut them down pretty good. I just felt like the Rams had more talent around, and um, right. they they start out down thirteen to nothing. They run a fake punt, uh, kind of get the momentum back in the game, and end up. Um, you know, tying the game late, never leading in the game until they kick a 57-yard field goal, or actually maybe it was a 48-yard field goal to win the game. 57 to, to tie. tie. I'd say 57 was in there somewhere. 48 to win it. Um, 26-23. So the Rams are headed to the Super Bowl um, here in two weeks. A lot of controversy over the game, though, especially with the missed pass interference uh-huh. call there late. Um, so what's your what what was your thought on the missed pass interference call? Um, I don't. I mean, I honestly, I really didn't even get to see it. <laughs> to be honest, uh, I forget what I was doing, but I didn't really even get to see it. So I, I mean, I know obviously everybody was mad, and then of course after they lost or went into overtime, and then of course after they lost, it was like you know that was obviously the big call that made it. I mean that everybody remembers. Yeah, and I and I think. And obviously, I'm a fan too, and I I get into that. But I think it's tough sometimes. Yes, was I, was it a blatant miss call? 100. percent But I I hate when they start getting into all of the conspiracy theory that builds yeah, up. Because yeah. I read some of the posts last night that you know here it is again. The NFL's tried to make football in LA work for years and years and years, and it can't work. And they blatantly miss this call so that LA can come back and make the Super Bowl so that it shows that football in L.A. is working. That is the yeah. most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because it there were bad calls on both sides right. throughout the entire game. And to think that they set this up to where, okay, now I'm going to make this missed call to get them there. They forget that they still had to kick a 47 and 58-yard field oh, yeah. goal. yeah, yeah. To get there. They act like they just let them in the I end know, zone. They, I know, right? No, I agree. I mean, they, they had to fight back the whole way because, I mean, the Saints were up, I mean, like you said, the entire time. So, And let's remember, too, the Saints got the ball to open up overtime. Yes, they did. And couldn't finish. The, so, again, another... Did they have an interception or something? I believe, yeah. They, something. Yeah. So, again, another opportunity there. So, this whole conspiracy theory. Do I think that the NFL wants to see successful football in L.A.? 100%. Um, it's a huge market. But I think the NFL has also accepted the fact that the L.A. fan base isn't as great because there's not as many – there's more things to do in L.A. than right. to focus on football. Right. Oh, yeah. But I still think – I think in the perfect world, the NFL wants the New York franchises to be great. I want yes. They want Chicago to be great. They want L.A. to be cities, great. Yeah. They want all Dallas to be great. But – I don't think there's this huge conspiracy to get the Rams to the Super Bowl. Um, no, I wouldn't think so either. So, but, you know, still, I thought it was a great game. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, and I think, again, I give McVay some credit, Sean McVay, for the fake punt, 
kind of how he's kind of transformed the offense. Yeah. Um, you know, Todd Gurley has been the stud out there at running back for years. Um, well, for a couple years here. But they signed C.J. Anderson, and, yeah. and Todd Gurley hardly carries the ball yesterday. I think he was four yeah. carries for 10 yards, maybe. And C.J. Anderson just kind of has come in and, and mm-hmm. taken on that. And I saw a really cool interview with um, C.J. Anderson before the game started, some of the prep, and he said that he's people have made a lot about his weight. He's a big guy, yeah. especially at running back. And he said he's gained 10 pounds this year. And he attributes it to the fact that his wife is pregnant right now with their first child. And he said it's it's husband pregnancy weight. So <laughs> it even happens, and I've told you forever that I gained yeah. all that weight. Yeah, you did. It even happens to NFL athletes. Yeah. And he said he doesn't feel like it's hurt him at all in his um, performance is the 10 pounds that he's put on. But he is definitely a big guy. And on the flip side, on the Saints side, I saw a really cool picture that somebody in the Saints media took last night after the game and you know Drew Brees has been made famous for the kind of guy he is and the character he has but he had his boys out on the field after this crushing defeat you know Brees has to be thinking that there's not a whole that the window is shutting for him to get a chance to win another Super Bowl he's 40 years old this year is that right yeah I didn't know how old he was there's not a whole lot of um football players that are that are still playing at that level of 40 right and and people forget about breeze um you know go all the way back he was an la charger um well san diego charger at that point when they brought in philip rivers and they had to decide between philip rivers or drew Brees. so he was playing there at that point when they let him go and release drew Brees. He, that was when there was this whole debate because he had gotten hurt. He had tore his shoulder and gotten hurt, and they didn't know if he was going to come back healthy. Miami, he was going to go to the Dolphins, and Miami was choosing between him and Dante Culpepper, who used to play for the Vikings. They went with Culpepper over Breeze because really? they weren't okay with his injury. New Orleans signs him, and, and people forgive us. I think I think he's almost built this legacy at New Orleans. That yeah, it I just like, I mean I didn't know any of that. People think that he has only been at New Orleans his entire career, but he kind of had this entire yeah. career before then. Interesting. Let me look here um, to tell you the exact years that he was there. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, he was drafted in 2001 by the San Diego Chargers. Um, they drafted Drew or they drafted Philip Rivers in 2004 um, after he had been had his injury, and then he's been at New Orleans since in 2006 on. So yeah, and so, I think they said 09 was when he won his Super Bowl. Yes, I believe so. But anyway, so he's he's out on the field. He's, he's playing catch with his boys. They're they're going back and forth, and you know here's this crushing defeat. They the picture that they snapped was one of his boys' shoes come untied, and he's bending down and tying his shoe. And you know, and they they talked about how you know he really makes a point even in his worst moments and these yeah. tough situations to make his kids feel valuable. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. And and you know, I I know as a coach. That was a big reason why I got out was that, you know, my emotions with the game and, and how hard I took the losses, I didn't want to see my boys that see me that way. Um, so really, you know, huge shout out to to Drew Brees. Right. And, and I think both of those organizations are, are class organizations and, um, you know, a lot of credit to them. Then on the other side, 
the Patriots and the Chiefs. And this one, uh, this one cost me a little bit because I had <laughs> I had gone with the Chiefs um, and was you know excited about it. But but I want to say this. Um, and actually, my good buddy Marcus Drinkett probably um, you know summed it up the best. And he said he, he had this post last night after the game. He said, I absolutely hate it, but I am not petty. The Patriots are absolutely amazing. He said, I hate the Patriots, but good God. And then went on to say, you know, it kills me to say this, but I really mean it. Manning is the magic bird comparison, but Brady is the Jordan. Pretty amazing stuff. And when you go back and look at it again, they have been in the AFC Championship game eight straight years, and this is their fifth Super Bowl in eight years. Yeah. There is nobody that can touch what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have done over 17 years. Yeah, that's it's crazy whenever they said that um, you know, on TV and stuff last night. I about died. Eight straight years they've been to the, I mean, to the finals. And, you know, and I know that in our area, especially from the battles with Manning and, and Brady, mm-hmm. the Patriots are hated. But, man, you have to respect them. I know. Um, and, again, they do it again last night. I mean, the Chiefs <laughs> the Chiefs scored 24 points in the fourth quarter of that ball game last night. They were down um, 17 to nothing. Um, or actually, fourteen to nothing at halftime. Then, then they come back and they score, get fourteen to seven. But they scored twenty four points in this in the fourth quarter to get it tied, and they looked like they were on a mission. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes didn't look like he could be stopped. I mean, they were they were just well, and they had the ball right there towards the end. I mean, it it was it, it looked like they were headed to the Super Bowl, and and again. Obviously, they get it to overtime. Right, Brady gets the ball first, and I mean that's that's kind of like one of those storybook ones. You just know Tom Brady with the ball in overtime. It's he, hard to stop him. He's not going to lose that game. That's just it's just so hard. I mean, I don't. That's just so hard for me in football. Like their overtime rules of because it's the luck of the coin. Well, I, well, I mean, let's, let's get into that a little bit because that was something I wanted to talk about. What. What is your feeling on the overtime rules in the NFL? I, I hate them. I know. I mean, obviously, I'm a basketball person. And so, I mean, at basketball, you just put extra time on there and you play it out. And if you still got a tie, well, then you play it out. I mean, I, I don't I mean, I don't know, because I mean, football obviously is different to where you can't just you if you just put, you know, I don't know. 10 eight or 10 minutes on there well somebody can do a drive an eight minute drive you know or, or something well and i don't even think that's the fear as much is just adding an extra quarter or half of a quarter kind right. of like what you do in basketball yeah. i think the fear is is that the physicality of football if you start adding all of those minutes up yeah your your likelihood of injury is going to increase you know greatly um but i think they have to figure something out and i know people hate the college setup, and I'm probably one of the very few that feel this way. I like the college setup. What do they do better? Each team gets an opportunity from the 25. Um, the score is very similar to the high school, right? Okay. So you start at the 25 with the ball. You know, you either kick a field goal or score, um, or you get know, a turnover. Get a turnover. Yeah. You know, lose. And it's done. And then the other team gets a chance. But even if you don't score, and the other team. 
you've still got a chance to stop them. Right. And so, but what I like about that is at least both teams get the score. That, now, that's the, the part that I that I was like, I mean, you're sitting there and you're watching him go down the field and score, and it's like... And Mahomes got, is sitting there in his jacket, and he's you, not going to get a chance. No, not even a chance. And so, and again, I know a lot of people don't like the the college rules because it's what they say, it's not real football. Because you're taking the kicking game out of it, you don't have to drive, you're already in scoring range. And I understand that. And, and, and being a Bears fan, the kicking game, you know... <laughs> Several years ago, it was huge to us, which I, that's not the kicking game I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I mean like kickoff returns. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Because <laughs> that kicking game is still involved. What I'm talking yes, about is as is. a Bears fan, I mean, we had the greatest returner in the history of the NFL for several years. Yeah. We didn't want to see the kick return game out of it because right. when you had Devin Hester back there, at any point in time, you had a chance to score. But the crazy thing to me is, is again – that Mahomes gets no chance, and I don't know how to fix it. I don't know, I know if I don't know if you say that they have to get the ball back. I understand they made it a little bit better with the fact that if they don't score a touchdown, they get the ball back. Right. I, I think. I, I and just this don't goes know how they to, don't just get a chance. This goes back to the Manning rule because there were several of those times that Manning, you've got one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history yeah. of the game, sitting on the sideline in overtime, and somebody drives the ball and scores or kicks a field goal, and Peyton Manning never sees the field. Yeah. You you have to have your stars play, and that's what, or at least give them a chance. I mean, give them a chance there, right? And that's what I think the NFL is totally missing on here is the idea of think about the drama that would have built last night if Brady does exactly what Brady does, executes this picture perfect drive. Which I'm going to take a side street here. I know I told you this last night. Tony Romo may be, and I know people hated Tony Romo when right. he was playing. He may be one of the best broadcasters that there's ever been he sat there in that overtime drive and looked at the defense kansas city came out in and called every play and throw the patriots were going to run he would say all right the way they're lined up you got to look for julian edelman right over the middle you know one-on-one coverage when they got the the throw to gronk he said yeah. gronk is is one-on-one coverage to the outside you got to throw it right there to him if they double him you go back to edelman in the middle he called every yeah. play in overtime yeah, for he those really guys. he really did it was yeah. unbelievable so now back um but think about the drama that the nfl missed out on last night in right. the sense that brady does what brady does he marches it right down the field he scores now you've got this young kid saying, yeah second year in the league first year starting he gets to come out and try and match what Brady did. That's what I think is missing in the NFL. When you talk about basketball in the NBA, what made the NBA great, you know, going back to it was could could Magic match Bird? Could Bird match Magic? Could right. Jordan match, you know, who was was somebody going to be able to step up and beat the greatest? Right. Mahomes never even got that chance. Well, and and you're exactly right, and I think you got part of that right there the last maybe five minutes of the game. Which was the best part because, of the game. Because, you know, Brady comes down and scores, and then they're like, you know, well, can, can Mahomes do the same thing? And, he, you know, he goes down and scores, and then I think Brady had to come down and get a field goal to tie it. Was that right? Yeah. So, I mean, you got that kind of back and forth, because I remember the commentators, you know, talk about it. They're like, you know, here, he's going to get a chance, and I mean... The thing was, is he's, I mean, it's almost like they scored too early because, I mean, what they had a minute, well, it was over two minutes because I think he even yeah. had the two minute warning. Yeah, because I said when they, when the uh, Chiefs didn't get all the way in, I told you, I said, that's okay 
burn time, and then they score. Which right after I, that, which I, I mean, guess, you were on the one yard line at that well, point. Well, but I would guess New England probably didn't well, play that. That's probably true. They probably let him because they knew. Yeah, <laughs> they're my, probably going to score. We need the time. Yeah, my guess is that was uh, yeah that was designed. But um, so anyway, I also want to say this, and and again, I know that there is uh, there's a lot of you know, feelings about Tom Brady and who Tom Brady is and blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. You can have your own feelings. Doesn't matter to me. Right. But here is the crazy thing that I thought was really cool, too, last night. Um, I, I saw that they talked about that uh, after the game, you know, here's Brady wins, you know, blah, blah, blah. Five out of eight he's going back to. And, and and I'm sorry. I know this is un- unpopular. He is the greatest. I mean, I, he is. I mean, as much as I don't care for him, I mean, it's kind of hard to. I mean, and I know disagree. You, you can argue and say, no, it's um, you know, it's all Belichick. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. But here's what I do know: those two together are the greatest, and yeah. and that's fine. Um. You know, Jordan had Phil Jackson, but Jordan's still the greatest. Right. But so anyway, you know, the thing about it is here's here's the greatest quarterback, at least of our lifetime, just goes back to the Super Bowl. And again, another guy who which I mean, this may be a silly thing because they're there almost every year with an opportunity, but he's got to be looking at his career. And I know he says he wants to play four or five more years, but I think he's how old is he? I think he's 40 years old. too. I, I want to say I'm, um, I'm sure he is. And maybe older than that. He is 41. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I know he says he wants to play till he's 45, but he's got to be looking at this and thinking the window's not shut, but it's not it's not 2005 anymore. Right. I mean, it's it's closing. So anyway, after the game, they said he quietly walked over to um, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Kansas City Chiefs locker room. There was a security guard outside, and he asked the security guard if he could speak to Patrick Mahomes. Didn't make a huge deal out of it that, hey, I'm Tom Brady. They quietly took him into a room, quietly got Patrick Mahomes, and they said that he had a brief conversation with Mahomes, kind of talking about, um, kind of talking about what, um, you know, what he should expect in his stardom and. And, you know, congratulating him on what he had already done. And, you know, I just think that is – that's the one thing I think sometimes you miss on, on Tom Brady. Right. We hate him because of his success, but right. honestly, he is a class act. He is a guy that does things the right way. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, if I was a New England fan or lived, you know, in that area, it would be totally different. And I'm sure that everybody there loves him because, I mean, why wouldn't you? Because he's, he's great. But, I mean, that's the hard part is – being you know i mean in the same conference you know with him and everything that kind of thing to where it's like we're constantly running into a powerhouse in a sense all right so before we move on to another topic because i do have a couple other things for us to discuss um and we don't usually do this much sports but it was a big day uh i just looked up the line right now for the super bowl new england minus two so their favorite really minus two so, who is your pick at New England minus two? I don't know. I would probably still take the Rams. All right. 
And over under is 58. What do you think? Gosh. I don't know. Both of them hit the under last time or yesterday, right? No, no, no. The uh, the Patriots game was 37-31. Okay. Over under was 56. Okay. They blew it out of the water. Okay. It was overtime. I missed that. It, it was. It, I didn't think they were going to make it there for a while. I guess. Why? Well, when you score twenty four yeah, points in the yeah. third or in the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter, it helps that. Yeah. So you would still. You still think it's the Rams? I yeah, I think so. All right. I I think. I don't know. I I think I would probably take New England just because of. I I just think they have, they have something going on right now. Um, so, I do want to move on to this though. And this has been something that has been kind of stirred up, and I don't even know if you have seen this I yet. I have not. I mean, I've heard about it, but I've not seen it. This is the new Gillette um, toxic masculinity ad is what they're calling it. Um, so I'm going to play it, and I just want to kind of get your feedback on what you think of it. So let's okay. play it here. Bullying. The Me Too movement against sexual Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. And there will be no going back. Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right way. Some already are. In ways big and small. But some is not enough. It's not how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. All right, so what's your reaction and thoughts? I really wasn't sure what to expect because I had heard about it, but I didn't. It's caused a lot more drama than what I see in that's, it. That's exactly what I was going to say is I thought it, like it must be really bad from because it seemed like I had been hearing like negative things about it. Oh, yeah, there is a well, there's two sides to it. There is this whole idea that like that this is the continued attack on masculinity in the world and that you know we we're we're trying to take being a man out of you know society and i i don't see that at all in i that. don't either i don't e- i don't i don't see that either i mean i think that it's it looks like it's showing to try and get the you know to do the right thing and and show you know young boys that will eventually become young men and everything like to do the right thing and you know and i'm one that you know this whole idea that there is a huge attack on masculinity. Like when I look at it and watch the video, 
there are things that I think throughout history and masculinity that needed to adjust and change. Right. I mean, and I'm not perfect. I, I am never one who's perfect off the air out of uh, my professional life. Um, I'm probably not very PC in some of the things I do and I say and and the jokes that I tell and things like that. But but what I see in that ad is the thought of and I and from a marketing, just a strictly marketing perspective, you know, huge shout out to Gillette because the fact that they played off of their slogan, the best a man can get yeah. to be the best a man can be. That was genius. Well, I mean, I think that I think that that's interesting in itself, just showing that they're evolving and change. I mean, like to try and you know change with the times a little bit too, to where I mean, what they used to have as their slogan, and I don't know if this is like their slogan to be, you know, or whatever. Now, obviously, it's kind of their thing on this, but um, I, I, I mean, I I thought it was interesting. Yeah, and and the thing that I think. Um when I watch it too, I don't think it's an attack on, you know, masculinity in the sense of that we can't be, we can't be men. Um, I think it's the idea of how do we get better? And, and part of what I think is when you, um, when you watch it, it's the idea that when you talk about, um, the Me Too movement and some of the things that we've seen happen and come out um, recently, there is a worry. There is a reason. And I don't know how you could be a man with daughters, which I don't have, but even a man with sons right. who is concerned about the type of individuals they're going to grow up to be and not be concerned about some of the things we've heard in the Me Too movement and I all agree. this sexual harassment stuff. I mean... And I think that's sometimes what what men forget about or people forget about when they get upset with ads like this. I didn't watch that and think they were attacking me. I didn't. I didn't either. That's what that's what I mean is whenever, um, you know, I like I said, I hadn't seen it until right now. I was thinking it was going to be I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but I thought it was going to be way worse than what it appeared i thought but, it was a decent like a pretty good message but i've also never done some of the things that harvey weinstein and matt lauer and all of these right. different um people have been caught up in the me too movement have done i i'm you know that's part of it too like right i mean matt lauer had a button installed underneath his desk to lock his door when he had interns in the room that's a problem that yes. is toxic masculinity that is toxic power that you think you can do things like that. Right. So I personally, and maybe I'm, maybe I will uh, have some people that will kind of come back at me, but you know, I give a huge credit to Gillette. I think it's a great ad. And I think we do have to kind of rethink, um, you know, how our kids act because some of the things that we see going on on social media and online and those kind of things. So yes. no, I agree. Um, let me see here. I thought I had something else here. Alan, come over here. Come over here. You want to say something? He's really wanting to be on the podcast. I know, but I don't have his mic set up to talk, so you'll have to talk into this one. What do you want to say? Okay. He doesn't want to talk now. Okay. So, 
I, I just I don't have his his set up for the recorder. I mean, he didn't tell me he was going to come out and be on, so I can't. <laughs> it's rough. Ed, bad day here. Yeah, pretty rough. Bad day. Um, <laughs> I thought I had something else here. Now I can't find it. Oh, here's here's something that I mean, this is so minor. Um, I, but but obviously something that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He's chewing on a toy currently, so and uh, yelling at it. <laughs> something that uh that you have to think about there is actually i just read this on usa today that the government shutdown could affect the security at the super bowl because some oh, of the federal really? workers um who would have been to help with that so hmm. i know that uh there's been talks that there's some things on the table to try and get it done and for all the the federal workers out there who are furloughed who are working without pay or not receiving their yeah. paychecks I hope something gets gets taken care of because I know that's obviously a concern um, for them. And I also saw here that going back to the Saints game, uh, one sports book in New Jersey actually credited all the Saints money line and um, uh, spread bets uh, with with uh, bet credit uh, be, if you bet on the Saints because of the no call. To try really? and, to try and help kind of um, solve that problem. Wow. So, yeah. Um, wow. Well, you know what? I thought I had something else, but now I can't find it on here. I don't know where I put it. Um, huh. Oh, this is it. Here it is. I found it. <laughs> so, um, this young lady um, is from Stillwater Area High School, I believe, in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, and you know, promposals are a big thing right now, right? Yeah, which that didn't exist when we were kids, no, but big deal is your promposal and and you know how you ask and all those kinds of things, right? So she put out on Twitter or something, um, a message to The Rock, you know, world famous actor, former WWE superstar, that she wanted to invite him to prom, and this is how he responded. Now, this is going on the school's PA system for morning announcements. Friday morning announcement off with a little bit of fun and a little bit of excitement. Good morning to the Stillwater Area High School students. This is, as you might have guessed by now, uh, Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock, also known as a big brown ball tattoo guy (laughs) who's running around movies such as Jumanji, Fast and Furious, and a new movie I have out called Rampage. And you're probably thinking, what? What is The Rock doing on our intercom system? Well, I'm sending a message to a very special young lady, and her name is Miss Katie Kelsenberg. Now, Katie, I'm sure that you are so embarrassed right now, (laughs) but I just had to let you know that I appreciate how cool and awesome you are for inviting me to your prom, and I also wanted to tell you that, unfortunately, I can't make the prom because I will be shooting a movie in Hawaii called Jungle Cruise at that time. However, Katie, because we are now best friends, and I have so much love for you because you're so awesome. As a very special gift, I have rented out a theater tomorrow. And the theater is Oakdale Cinemas, which I believe is very close to you. So the gift is this. I want you to grab 
all your favorite friends and your closest family members and whoever you want to bring, Katie, because tomorrow at 4.45, I'm showing you a screening of my new movie, Rampage, and all the popcorn and candy and soda wow. you could drink. It's all on me. <laughs> Everything is free. And I want you to go have the greatest time. I rented out 232 seats. So to all the students there at Stillwater High School area, if Katie's down with it, then you guys talk to your teachers and your school has all the details. So Katie, have the best time. Thank you for being awesome. Uh, enjoy Rampage. And I think after this, because me and Katie are best friends now, I think this would officially make me a Stillwater area high school pony. That is correct. I am officially a pony. The Rock is a pony. <laughs> you guys have the best time. And by the way, I am waiting for some chivalrous gentleman of a boy to take you to the prom. Or, you know what? Maybe you don't need a boy at all. Maybe you just go with your girlfriends and you guys have a blast. Either way, enjoy Rampage. Have a blast at the prom. And again, thank you for being awesome. All right, Stillwater Area High School, I'm out. How cool. That's pretty cool. Is that. You know, and I again, you know, we we talked about Brady and Breeze and some of the the things they do, but you know, how cool is it that the Rock reaches out there and and you know, sets this up and and the best part is how many of the the people that maybe in the past, you know, hadn't talked to this young lady or whatever are now like Man, I really want to go to this private screening and I know. and do the thing. I bet she's got more than two hundred and thirty-two friends now. <laughs> Absolutely. So I just saw that. I I picked that up on Facebook and thought that was. Uh, I had not seen that. That's pretty cool. That was really a, a cool deal. So, all right. Um, I want. Okay, I want to talk about this too. I don't know if you uh you got a chance. Um, we've done a lot of sports, but I'm gonna go ahead and and bring this up. Did you did you get a chance to see? Um, Dan Dockich kind of rebuttal to I, IU basketball. I did. I listened to it uh, this weekend, maybe. I did hear that. What, what are your thoughts on kind of what he is coming back and saying? Man, I don't know. It was interesting. He was really hitting them hard, though. I will say that. Well, and I, I, I haven't, I don't know if he was on today um, with it being MLK Day, so I don't know if he was actually on, but... I'm very interested to hear because you have to remember that that was um, that rampage was prior to them losing by 15 to, to Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. Um, so I got to think, I mean, they are now in a four game losing streak. Um, they lost to Michigan, who Michigan is ranked number two. Um, so I think they all kind of chalk that up as, yeah. oh, okay, they lost to Maryland. They lost at home by 15 to Nebraska. And and, and those then, are the two games he was talking about, right? Yeah, Maryland and Nebraska. And then went to Purdue this weekend and lost by 15 as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the part that I thought was interesting was, he, of course, he pulled out some Bob Knight footage um, uh, with some of them and talking about how even though they won, I think I think it was that they won, but he was still getting on, you know, some of his top players. It was when they played at, I, I believe it was Northwestern, and they played, um, it's when, I'm going to lose my mind here now, Alford. Steve yes. Alford was yes. there. Yes. Steve Alford breaks the record for yes. all-time leading scorer at yes. Indiana. They win 
against Northwestern. They're eleven and one, and he comes out and just he is not bashes I mean, yeah. Steve Alford. That they got nothing out of him. He wasn't a leader. I mean, just undresses yeah. him in the media. Yeah, um, and that was the whole point. Is that you know you have this star that you had to get, and they went on. That was eighty seven. They went on to win the um, national yeah. championship that year. Um, and, and I, admittedly, I don't. I guess you could say I'm. I don't know how you would call this a bias or whatever. I'm not an IU fan, right? Um, you know, I watch them because I live here now. Um, up front, I will say that I am a. Uh, I'm an Illinois fan, and they're awful. Um, <laughs> so, I am. I am fully understanding. Um, you know that how bad my team is, but they are twelve and six now. And here's the here's here's what I would say. I mean, they are ten and one at home. They do have the one awful loss there to Nebraska at home, right? But one and five on the road. I mean, that yeah. that's concerning because you're not going to play them all at home, especially oh, in the yeah, tournament. Yeah. Well, and the the part that I thought was interesting that he compared it to was. Uh, and I forget which loss it was, but one of their those two losses that he talked about, I think it was maybe the Nebraska one. I I can't remember, but anyway, one of the losses he said that um, oh, what's his face? Archie came out and in the media, you know, compare and, and again he was kind of comparing it to um, uh, Bob Knight's speech and, and when he said earlier. they were an organized basketball yes. team, and he said, you know, well, we at least look like an organized basketball team, you know, or something like that, you know. I mean, and was still trying to be positive and that kind of thing. And I get there's a time for that. Um, I think he was obviously thinking that maybe they should have been a little, he should have been a little bit harder on him, that kind of thing. Um, you know, he was really calling out the coaching staff, I think. Um, and, you know, what they do with Romeo and the, you know, those coaching staff, you know, the, the assistants that he's got around him, that kind of thing. I mean, he was really bashing them pretty good. Well, and I think this is the problem, you know, and they, they built up Romeo and, and we, you know, the high school I'm at plays Romeo in the right. conference when he was at New Albany and, and we got to see him several times and, and Romeo is, is a stud. I don't want to take that away and I don't want to sound like I'm bashing on him, but I have said this to several different people as Romeo has come up and the, you know, the first time I watched him at IU when they played Duke Mm -hmm. and Zion Williamson, who's also a freshman who is also being talked about as, you know, going into the draft, maybe being a number one pick Zion played so hard. I understand totally different, you know, uh, positions and those guys, but Zion played so hard, so aggressive and when I watch Romeo, I don't, I don't see that anger, that passion, yeah. that I got to win. And I know that they always talked about in high school, he's constantly even keeled. He he has no highs, he has no lows. And I get that. And maybe and maybe some other coaches would would disagree with me on this this point. But I always wanted my kids. I always wanted them to push the limit, and as a coach, I wanted to rein them back in. I wanted them to be overly aggressive, overly right. not emotional in the sense of losing their emotions, but I wanted them fired up to the point that I've got to rein them back in. If I got to push you to the cliff, yeah, then we got a problem. And that's what I see in Romeo. And and this is the 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 comparison I would give it to. Go all the way back to the Oladipo Zeller teams. I want to see Romeo when you're playing the best. When you're playing Duke, I want to see him at midcourt slapping the floor 
challenging the player to say, you, I, I will stop you. There is no right. way we're going to defend. We're going to D you up. We will stop you. And I'm slapping the floor, letting you know it's go time. Oladipo did that. Right. Oladipo would slap the floor and say, bring it. It's time. Yeah. It's go time. Yeah, you could definitely say, I mean, he definitely played with a lot of passion. And that yeah, kind of, I I mean, just you don't, could see that. I don't see that when I watch IU basketball now. I, I, I see a bunch of guys that, and, and I and maybe this is totally incorrect, and 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 maybe people disagree and that's fine you know hit us up on social media married with children show at gmail.com i'd love to get feedback on it i just don't see that grind mentality that that fight mentality from romeo and, I, and i'm just gonna be honest if he goes into the nba draft and he's drafted top five they will eat his lunch yeah i mean he you gotta have some fire i mean those guys are gonna come after you um and and you know put you down and and this also kind of amazed me and i understand that you know when he was in high school he played inferior competition right. until he got to the tournament right i was amazed that and i i'll be up front i've not watched a ton of iu basketball right i did not know that he was that poor of a shooter at iu because Doc, it's just slammed him right. that he can't shoot and uh, you know i mean i i agree with that like i mean i'm with you i haven't watched that much iu uh, games and things but and I guess you know I didn't realize that he was that bad of <clears throat> a shooter when he was at New Albany and I think part of it is because <clears throat> is because you know the defense maybe that was on him that kind of thing I mean the obviously the athletes that you're playing with he was above you know most of the ones on on a lot of sides uh, or against a lot of teams so but I, I agree with that. I don't know what his percentage was. I don't remember if he said or, or anything, but no, I didn't realize it was that bad either. And I guess the other part of that is I don't want to see uh, – I understand what Dockich is saying. His best game is using his athleticism to get around the rim and, and attack the rim. You know, when he says if he's taking 14 shots, he needs to be 10 for 14 because they all need to be around the rim. Right. But I – he – the size that he is for the next level, he's got to figure out a way to shoot. Yeah, yeah. And because there's going to be a lot bigger. I mean, a lot bigger guys consistently on and, the NBA. Team. And I thought it was. I thought it was really interesting to hear what Dockich said in the sense that when he called out the coaching staff, if all you're doing is getting him prepped for the NBA, then tell us that because we're fine with it. Right. We just don't need to watch. So I thought it was, um, uh, uh, you know. I thought it was interesting to see you know, his reaction to them. I also thought it was very interesting, his take on John Calipari and the reason why the Lankford family wasn't interested in Kentucky. I don't remember that part. That's when he talked about the reason why, you know, that they wanted him to go to Louisville and play for Patino yeah, until yeah. the whole, you know. Right, the whole situation, yeah. Yeah, uh, issue came down at, at Louisville. But, see, he played for Calipari on that, under-18 Olympic team when they went to Egypt and they, they traveled all over the place. And they said that because of the way he coached Romeo, that's when the Lankford family was out because he pushed him. He he wanted to use him in different ways, didn't want him to shoot, wanted him to attack the basket, wanted to run him off screens, wanted to do all these kind of things. Really? And he didn't treat him, I guess, like the NBA you know, superstar that mm -hmm. that he he perceives himself. I, and I'm not attacking Romeo and saying that, right. 
but that was Dockich's word. So I thought that was interesting because the one thing I will say, you, you love or hate Dockich and, and right. most hate him. Right, right. <laughs> the dude is connected. I mean, he is connected in the basketball world, especially in the state of Indiana, and knows what's going on. So I, I do find it very, very interesting. I did think it was an interesting listen. I mean, you know, I, I'm interested to see what IU people think about it because I haven't heard, you know what I mean, like what an IU fan thinks. I mean, because like you said, most of them don't like him anyway. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. Yeah, again, like I said, I and I'm not like, trying to argue with anybody i would really be interested to see feedback because like i said I i'm not an iu fan i'm not i don't watch every game i don't break it down right um you know i i so i would be interested to hear some feedback from others about how they feel about the romeo and archie yeah. miller deal i agree so um we're we're almost at an hour here and i want to i want to talk obviously like i said this one kind of got thrown in here but I want to talk about the the upcoming episodes we got and kind of get your reaction on okay. what you're excited about. Because, again, like I said, double recording next week. Um, we'll probably bump our releases back a week right. um, just for the simple fact that when we record double, we'll, we'll put out Forrest Turner's next Tuesday and then um, go from there a week later each one. Um, but we've got musician Forrest Turner coming on. That's actually going to be episode 47. Oh, um, so yeah. This one right here is episode 46. Then we've got Southern Indiana Ghost Hunters. We're going to talk about Demon House. We have the entire Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor crew coming in. Okay. The next episode, Sean Malone, owner of Brooklyn Pizza Company and Seymour Brewing Company. And then Mike Broughton um, is going to come in. He is the Indiana All Star uh, Game Director. Um, and. You know, kind of talk about his history. He, you know, he was a state championship coach in '93 um, at Jeffersonville High School. Um, he's coached all over the country, and yeah. just to kind of talk to him about Indiana basketball and the All Star uh, game and some of the stuff, and I'm sure he'll give us his feedback on the IU and Romeo yeah. deal. But um, what are you? Who are you excited? What are What are some of the things you're excited here as we go through the next month? Um, I'm. I'm really excited about all of them. I think we've got a good mix of everything. You've done a great job of trying to do it. I can't take any credit for any of the schedules, so I do appreciate that. Um, but I, I'm kind of I'm interested in all of them. I'm kind of nervous for the Ghost Hunter one because of the whole Demon House. If you've not watched it, um, like it's, watch it before they come. Yes, on. Yes, watch it before they come on. I'm probably going to rewatch it. Oh my gosh, it is rather scary. Like I'm just so I can take some notes and have some things ready yeah, to talk about. Uh, but that I mean that one I'm just nervous just for the whole idea of it. But uh, no, I am excited to hear. I'm excited to hear what their uh, take is on it. Um, and, and before you jump ahead, they're also going to bring their 2019 yeah. schedule for. Yeah. I'll um, be busy all those days. So no chance. Yeah, I'd, after watching that video, or after watching that Demon House, yeah, I don't think there's any way you could pay me to do that. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. That's that scared me watching it on TV. Let alone. Yeah, it was kind of funny. We have a king size bed, and, and you know we're not all lovey dovey um, when we're watching TV at <laughs> night. So we're at our separate edges of the bed, and as we watch the Demon House. Callie continued to slide closer and closer and closer to the point that she was like right next to me. And I'm like, 
What's the deal? Um, yeah, it was scary. <laughs> it so, was scary. Well, I am 100% in, and I'm on record saying that I will go. Um, I'm excited to see what Barb and her crew's got up their sleeve for yeah. me um, because I am, I'm I'm pumped about it. I think it's going to be a really, really cool um, experience. That yeah. I don't know that many people can say they've experienced that. So, uh, Yeah, I, I agree. Um, good for you. <laughs> 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 doesn't just matter don't bring any of them back that's the only thing i'm concerned about all right and you were you gonna say something else uh, like i, I mean you? well i mean and obviously beauty from ashes um i've not met the whole crew so i'm interested <laughs> to i mean i've met kyle and stuff obviously since because he's been on but uh so i think that'll be interesting i'm sure we'll have good stories and things to tell there and and, then, and some new crew i mean it's yeah new ones I mean, that, that I, martha I mean, and, and kyle have been there for you know for a while and then uh um new crew with billy and lily there so it'll be interesting to get to hear from them um, yeah yeah some of their perspective yeah and obviously broughton i mean i've known him for a few years at jennings and stuff so he's got a lot of stories to tell so i'm sure that he'll have some good insight but all right well hey guys stick with us and again if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast uh reach out to us at married with children show at gmail.com um, follow us on all your social media and and share our stuff, man. Help us grow a little bit. Um, we appreciate everybody who listens each and every week and follows along with us. We appreciate the sponsors we have. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, reach out to us again through social media or through an email. Um, we'd love it like you can tell by the upcoming episodes. We do a little bit of anything and everything. We're going to start working on here. Uh, throughout the spring and into the summer uh, some new video content we're probably going to be looking at open up a youtube channel um, and playing some of that video content that'll be kind of special stuff uh, just kind of off the side uh, nc i've got some ideas with her that that we may do just some short videos and some things to kind of get some more content out there I also want to announce, if you are interested in starting a podcast or doing some kind of content, whether it's you know YouTube videos or podcasting, or you've got these ideas, but you haven't had the equipment or you haven't had um, a plan uh, to do them, reach out to me, um, aprpodcaststudios at gmail.com, or you can reach out on social media, Dustin Roller. Um, we are interested in helping you, con- you content creators start to create new content. And APR Podcast Studios is interested in publishing um, or producing um, any of that that we can and helping out in that way. So we're, we're trying to build our, our equipment that we have so we can offer some different things and would love to work with you as a content creator um, in improving what we can do. So huge shout out there. And then, uh, hey, guys, if you're looking for podcasts to listen to, I, I want to shout out again, you know, um, Juice in the morning. Um, Juice is on his 732nd co-host. Uh, so go check them out. Um, he may be on a 733rd now, um, after I said that, so he may have a new co-host again, but go check them out. Go check out the Smugcast. Um, again, adult humor. I will say that up front, but it's a great listen. Good guys, AP and BJ up there. And, uh, don't forget if you're into racing, check out throttled up the podcast with Matt Staples and myself, um, getting ready to get back into racing season here with the, uh, icebreaker, uh, breaking out on, a. March 16th, and we're excited about some of the things we have planned with Throttled Up the Podcast. Again, thank you to all of our listeners, and we hope you have a great week.